London Live brought to you by our friends at Winmar, your restoration specialists. So many different emotions kind of run through today, and they run through us whether we have been directly affected by a tragedy like the one we saw in Toronto last night or not. You can't be human and not somehow experience the confusion, the disbelief, the anger that exists. We have checked in a couple of times throughout the day on the latest developments. We want to continue to do that. Joining us right now is executive producer with Global News Radio, AM640 in Toronto, Jason Chapman. Jason, thanks so much for being here. Mike, thanks for having me, man. Jason, here we are in London. We have never experienced in this city something like what happened months ago with a vehicle, something like what happened last night with a shooting. We haven't seen something really to that degree, and yet we sit here and and still have certain emotions. Can you express what emotions most Torontonians are talking about today? i got to tell you, Mike, after this news conference that we just listened to where we learned the ages of the victims, Victims are two girls, I'll call them both girls, because one's 10 and one's 18. Devastation, then? It's devastating. It's senseless. Um, it's in a part of Toronto that it's just so inviting. It's uh, full of, it's, it's Greek town. It's got cafes and restaurants and parkettes where kids play and eat their heroes. Like, I, I, I mean... Those are the words that come to my mind, Mike, and especially now that we, you know, all morning long I, I was uh, doing interviews on the radio stations. People said, hey, was this a targeted attack? Nope. Not when the victims are 18 and 10, and we're learning more and more off the record that, like, the one older girl saw the gun, ran, and this guy decided to shoot her in the back, come over top of her, empty his clip, and then decide to roam around on Danforth. I, I, I don't know, disgusting I'll throw in as well. We all try and make sense of this, and I know the details have to come out. We do know, again, the names of a 10, or not the name, but the, the ages of a 10-year-old victim and an 18-year-old victim, but everybody wants to know more and, and find that reason in behind this. Any eyewitnesses saying anything about the shooter and what may have have not necessarily prompted this, but just led to him standing there and, and firing? Motive, we have we have absolutely no idea of at this time. I'm going to, I'll tell you a couple things. We're learning more and more, and it sounds more and more likely, uh, without official police confirmation, that police knew this guy. He was known to police, is the term we use in news, I guess. So he was on the radar of police from what we've been told. Not confirmed officially, but that's what we know. What we know from witnesses, Mike, is there is no doubt this guy knew what he was doing with a gun. This guy, uh, quickly unloaded and reloaded his gun. Um, he moved in a way you would see a military guy move stealthily, looking for people, weaving back and forth. Motive, we have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. We do know at this point right now that I can confirm that we know that police are executing a warrant somewhere, possibly where this man lived. We now know that this guy is from, uh, we first heard Toronto specifically, or at least the GTA. So somewhere 
uh, we understand right now, police are executing a search warrant and looking for all of those answers, I suppose, all of the questions that we, you know, like, why? We don't know. But, I mean, uh, an 18-year-old and a 10-year-old girl are dead. So uh, was he out targeting them? I Personally, from what I'm seeing and hearing, I doubt it. He's the guy who wanted to possibly make a name for himself is uh, a guess right now, I guess, from me. Executive producer with Global News Radio AM 640 in Toronto, Jason Chapman, joining us. The number of victims in hospital, that has changed since this morning, correct? Yeah, so the number that we've been told, the number of people, and this is the way police described it, that were shot, It is right now it stands at 16. That's the total number. Two people died. The gunman also died. And then we have that uh, the rest went to hospital, some with serious injuries, uh, some with quite minor injuries, remarkably, after this, this gun was fired. Their ages ranged from about 10 to about 59 years old. Uh, that's the very latest we have on everybody that was shot. But in total, including the gunmen, 16 people were shot. We've also learned that two police officers were involved with the takedown of the suspect, the 29-year-old man who started all of this. Their police cruiser is uh, being looked at right now. We don't know if it actually had any bullets through it or anything like that. What we know is two officers were involved with the takedown. Their cruiser is also being held right now by the Special Investigations Unit, the SIU. And that's where, I guess, my, I mean, there's some frustrating, there's some frustration here right now because the police officers were involved with the shooting. That means they can't tell us basically why they were or how they were involved because the SIU gets involved and they take over investigations involving cops involved in serious incidents. So there's a little bit of, hey, we can't tell you because it's under their purview and we can't tell you because it's under their purview, which is frustrating because everybody just wants some answers right now. You know, we don't need to give this guy a platform. Why, though? I, I think we need to, to know why this happened. Was it I don't know. And is anybody else involved with this? We don't think so. It'd just be nice to have final, final closure on that. We do know investigations take a whole lot of time. Danforth remains closed right now? Yeah, for a long stretch, too, Mike. I mean, if you know the area, uh, this is closed from Broadview over to Pape. So if you're in the city from London and you're driving down the DVP and you cross the bridge where the, the subways run over top, this is the general area. And that big stretch of, of Danforth is still closed right now. Um, we have been able to confirm just in the last few minutes that the chief of police of Toronto, Mark Saunders, Bill Blair, who's a federal minister now of border security, I believe is his, his proper title, and the mayor of Toronto, we'll all get together at 4 o'clock today. Can you read some into that? I, maybe, maybe not. It's interesting that the federal government would get involved with this as well, along with, uh, I believe, somebody from the province will be there uh and then city as the city as well so uh this is this has been confirmed by a source to us uh that this, this meeting is going to happen and it's going to be very interesting to see what comes out of that meeting maybe we'll learn more about uh, what happened at 10 o'clock last night on the Danforth. but that won't be a public news conference that is a behind closed doors meeting is that what they're looking at that is exactly what will happen, and we would hope that after that meeting that they would come out and speak to us. But uh, we have sources, two sources telling us now that that, that meeting is, is going to happen around 4 o'clock today. Jason, thank you so much for the latest updates on this. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Take care.
It's Jason Chapman, executive producer with Global News Radio, AM640 in Toronto. So, yeah, that is very interesting that you would bring in the chief of police, you would bring in a federal official, you would bring in some provincial representation for a meeting. Who knows? Maybe they're just getting together to to throw their hands in the air and say, hey, something has to be done here. How many times have we heard the mayor of Toronto, John Tory, saying that, yeah, there's a gun problem and you kind of hold your arms in the air because it's how do you fix this? How do you uninvent fire? Because guns are not going anywhere. Australia becomes a really interesting country to look at in the gun debate because everybody always points to them and they will point to a mass shooting that took place in the 90s. And then they will point to some fairly immediate action, as far as a government goes, that saw 650,000 guns bought back for about a half a billion dollars. So it cost $500 million. And they bought back 650,000 guns, which Australia at that time deemed about 20% of the guns that were out there. So this is not Australia saying, hey... We're a gun-free country. That's not it. But they do look and they say that during the immediate time following that buyback, murder rate fell, suicide rate fell. And it adds a lot more argument to the, hey, we need fewer guns. The UK has fewer guns. And what would that do? Well, if you don't have a gun, you can't shoot anybody. Give somebody a wiffle bat. Give somebody a pool noodle. Let them joust away. You won't have death. And that is one argument that comes up. Now that guns are in the society, I still firmly believe, I mean, even look at Australia, 80% of guns are still there. So they're not going to disappear. You know, we can look back through the annals of history and the power struggles that have gone on. And weapons usually were involved in some form or another. And so that's not going to change. I really don't believe this is about finding a way to get rid of all guns because we've seen this happen before. And we're going to speak with someone who's going to present the side of gun owners today. That's going to happen at, well, about 13 minutes from now. And we're going to get their part because I really believe it's time to divide things into three you have those who get their backs up saying we need fewer guns you have those who get their backs up saying no 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 you can't touch our guns we're responsible gun owners the third part is the issue the third part is the person who would shoot to kill for whatever reason and there are different elements to those people too you got gangbangers that are brought up that sometimes don't have a choice. Joining a gang is not like saying, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to become a Cub Scout. That's what I'm going to do. It's not like that sometimes. Sometimes these people do not have a choice. But violence and gun violence, big part of that culture. And they get wrapped up in it. And if we look and say, okay, this, this, is, this is so easy to fix, we'll just buy back all the guns, there'll be nothing, people will take pool noodles out on each other. We're living in a dream world. We're, we're going back to David at the dentist. Because that isn't real life. 
So we'll examine this in a few different ways in the next half hour. We'll actually play you what Toronto Mayor John Tory said. We will, again, hear from someone who will stand up and say, hey, responsible gun owners know what they are doing, and there is no need to pick on them. And I want to get your thoughts, too. If you have thoughts on this, you want to email them early, please do so. Mike at 980cfpl.ca. We'll open up the phones in about 15 minutes from now. But up next, we will have all the latest on this story, the other news that you need to know. All of it is coming next with Jacqueline LaBelle on Global News Radio, 980 CFPL.